Welcome to the Beautiful Souls Podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Hello, my beautiful souls. I want to welcome you back to the podcast, and we have an incredible guest today. Miss Best Life Phoebe is joining us here today, and that is her Instagram title. That is her official name in my mind. She doesn't have a real last name. Um, she is an incredible <laughs> confidence coach and just all around babe who runs two businesses and is a mom in Perth, Australia. Um, and we were in a mastermind um, together, and I was just like, just loved her vibe, love what she speaks about, and I knew that I had to bring her onto the podcast. So I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, that's so nice. I love getting the intro. It's like such a warm fuzzy for my heart. So yeah, fun. Thank you. Thank you. For you're so me. welcome. You're so welcome. Um, so I want to go all the way back because probably for you to be speaking about confidence and all of that stuff, and that is so needed, you probably <laughs> had your own journey that has led you to where you are now and also being like the multifaceted, incredible human being you are. What's your human design, Ren, question? Um, so not random. Like to me, I'm like the first question I want to ask okay. every human being. I'm a generator. I'm okay. like a pure sacral generator. So I'm just all energy all the time. Okay. I was going to be like, you're either a generator or a manifesting generator. Like that's, that's, you have all the energy. Um, anyways, yeah. that's my mind. Sidetrack. Let's go back to the beginning. Where, what has led you to the path that you're doing now? Because I have no doubt there's a really powerful story here. Mm, so interesting. I was like, I feel like we're totally getting into the childhood today. Um, I always find it really interesting to think about like my confidence journey, because when I think back to being quite young, I remember thinking I was quite confident. And I think in lots of ways I was, but I was also like really judgy. And I think that's where a lot of my like confidence was coming from. And it was me already stepping into like being really young, stepping into like taking care of things that I shouldn't have been taking care of at that age. And that made me feel smart and strong. And like, you know, you get all those compliments from adults of like, oh, you're so grown up. And that would make me feel really confident. And it was, yeah, I can see a lot more now that it was coming from those real external things. And I had such a funny relationship with my mom where she was like, bless my mom, sending love to all the moms. She was such a mess, like most of my life and particularly like all through my childhood, 
<clears throat> and she would do things like we had this polarity of like she wouldn't really meet all your needs in terms of the things that mums are meant to do but the one thing she would always do was like just tell you that you could do anything and that she loved you to bits and then she'd like you know forget to feed you breakfast tomorrow but like you just had that verbal reminder constantly that you could do anything so it's sort of like I started to learn I think really early that you could decide how you felt about stuff like you could choose to feel confident you could choose to feel loved you could choose to go down that direction because even though I wasn't always seeing it in my external reality I was like being told it and feeling that anyway so I really loved kind of taking that control and deciding how my life was going to go and seeing my mum struggle so much like she just had so much trauma so many mental health challenges and every single day it's like we woke up in our house and it was like such a drama immediately like everything was terrible everyone's miserable everyone's yelling like it was just yucky and I just remember being like like literally thinking at the age of like seven eight and I'd be like god like can't we just have a good day like nothing's even happened yet like why are we having such a bad day already and so I really that was a part of my judginess came out. I'd be like, God, like you're so overwhelming and whatever. But for me, it was like, okay, like I can choose to just get up and make this a good day. Like I get to decide what sort of foot we start on and decide how I feel about myself. And so I really started to create that probably a little bit more masculine structure around it where I was like, okay, I can just choose how my life is going to be. And I can choose for it to be different to this. And that I think is an empowerment story that a lot of women go through when we go through situations where we don't have a lot of power and then we kind of step into our real like masculine frame and we figure out we can control everything and we can build everything and we can make it the way we want it to be and that's really empowering and then at some point you know we turn like 30 and we're like I'm fucking tired it might be nice to not be so in control of everything all the time and we figure out how to undo that a little bit (laughs) You have such a positive outlook. And I mean, I have no doubt it comes from like all of the work that you've done. But was that always who you have been? Or is that something you've had to develop? I think it has been. And so sometimes I feel a little bit bad because like I'm trying to teach people this. And they're like, where did you learn it? And I was like, I just sort of am. But I know that really it did come from that. It's like, you know, having so many, so much yucky and like bad days and everyone else having a bad day around me and me learning to just be like that's your that's your stuff I'm over here having a good day so I kind of learned how to you know have fun anyway and I think as kids like it's so funny how you can have so much traumatic horrible stuff in your house but because you're a kid you just still play like you always play and you figure out like you learn kind of how to have fun, even though someone else is not necessarily having the best time. And that, you know, you can, you don't have to let everything around you drag you down. So I feel like I did learn it during that time when life was hard and yucky. I learned like, okay, I'm going to choose to have a different day and have that positive outlook because that's not all my mess. Like I'm, I'm okay over here. So I definitely learned that somewhere. It's so interesting to see how people's like, I, I think it's just the who the soul is ultimately, right? Like, and who they decide to be in this lifetime. Because I remember I heard this story, there was like two brothers, and they both, obviously, they grew up with an alcoholic father, and one turned into an alcoholic and one didn't. And 
became very successful holistically. And when I, both of them were asked, well, why, why are you this way? The alcoholic was asked, well, why are you this way? He's like, well, of course I'm this way because my father's an alcoholic. And the man that turned, the brother that turned mm. out to be successful, I was asked, why did you turn out this way? He's like, of course it turned out the same. My, my father's an alcoholic. And so it's like, that is, that is such a powerful reflection for like fucking everything in life right because it's like whatever situation you go through like there's there's two avenues that you can choose being a victim to your circumstances or choosing it to be like you know what i can make the most of this and use this as like fuel to my fire right yeah like it's always going to build you but in which way you get to choose and it's not an easy choice like it's freaking hard and there's so much to work through and you know i find like i have three brothers So I've seen literally that in real time and it's the way like the pendulum swings so crazily the opposite ways for each of us. And like my older brother, he's like such a go-getter, but bless his heart. He's like in anxiety all the time. Like I've got to build an empire like right now to feel safe. And I know I've had that, that same story a little bit. And then, you know, I see that in my some of my younger brothers as well and then one of my brothers has kind of gone the other way and so we really see like you also see kind of what experiences at what time people went through like of my two younger brothers there they they were in you know in our home during the same period of time but they were slightly different ages and I think kind of picked up slightly different parts of it and really came out with such different mindsets at the end of it and yeah, it's so fascinating to see and also to see, I think for most of us in my family, the pendulum swung way the other way. We were like, okay, we're not going to be broke. We're not going to be sad. We're not going to like <clears throat> be in this negative mindset. And then we probably <clears throat> mostly went the other way where we're all like, okay, we're going to be rich and we're going to be happy all the time. <laughs> and then, you know, that's caused us plenty of our own problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's really, that's really interesting to see. You said that you, that led you to having lots of like control and wanting to like, you you know, I think sometimes people that grow up in chaotic situations and like to have that control and then be in that masculine. What was your journey through that? And I like, I'm just so in awe of you. I'm like, how do you have it? Like your, didn't your daughter just turn one and you have two businesses? Like how? Anyways take me back oh my gosh wild I think I did sort of get stuck there for a while I know like my go-to trauma response when things are not going well and it comes up for me is like a freeze so I had a couple of pretty shitty relationships earlier in my life and they were really like you know that was where I kind of felt a little bit of that toxic positivity come into play and like that freeze response come into play and I was like in these relationships almost telling myself that they were perfect because I was like switching off my feelings and not facing any of the conflict and like when there was a disagreement I'd just be like cool like I'll just put all my needs in the bin and like whatever you want and look at us we're not fighting we're so happy and like (laughs) go through these processes or just kind of like yeah and I didn't realize that every time I did things like that those little actions they were really pushing me like more and more into this freeze and then like when I broke up with my ex-boyfriend which was God, I've nearly been with my husband like eight or nine years now. So that's actually a really long time. But back then when I broke up with him, it was like I had this one epiphany in the shower where I was like, just leave. Like you don't even want to be here. 
And it was like such news to me because I'd been so just out of it for like years and I'd just been coasting along, doing the thing, agreeing with whatever anyone wanted. And and I was kind of in that anytime I was outside of that relationship, like I was just with my friends or whatever, it's like I was this different person where I could relax and be myself. And then so that sort of positivity tricked me into being like, okay, life's good, like we're fine. And then, yeah, so eventually I came out of that. And then when I, you know, I had to make myself a list, I was like, okay, obviously this is not healthy and we're going down this path with these guys that are not like representing who you want to be because it's like I exited that relationship and this is like the meanest story, the meanest breakup story of all time. It really upset him. We broke up and I went to Adventure World the next day, which is like a theme park because I was just having the best time. You <laughs> were like so happy you so- left him. Oh, my God. Literally. And it wasn't even like that I left him. It just was like I cut this cord and my my whole body was like, oh, thank God, like we can just be ourselves again. And it was so fast, actually, that unraveling for me back into myself and like being really open and free and so that like yeah that period of time there I think I was like 22 it was just so much fun just really free really playful probably went a little bit back to like my child self and there was just a lot of like joy and fun again after like a lot of that freeze and so yeah I ended up having to make myself a list of like what any next man that came into my life would have to meet which was like the most obvious things but for some reason you know I was that girl that was like oh a guy likes me and he's got problems and that's cute so like let's get together and be with him for the rest of my life (laughs) yeah you're like they like me tick like (laughs) everything else don't worry about it (laughs) yeah yeah, any of his problems, you know, they're just, it's just his trauma. We should help him. Like, that'll do. But yeah, so the, the list was pretty obvious. It was like, you know, would be a good dad, would be nice to my parents. Like, <laughs> the most obvious things that you think you shouldn't have to put on a list, but yeah. I did. And yeah, so eventually I met my partner and he was like, that was really grounding, I think, for me, because I sort of felt really limitless in that time. And I still, like, I really feel that today. Like, that's that's my my go-to energy is really, like, limitless. And I feel like that's my, like, I'm a Sagittarius sun and Aquarius rising. And I feel like that's just, like, just a flourishing of a woman that's never on the earth ground. Um, so my husband's, like, really, really grounding for me. Yeah. And really, like, yeah, like, really supportive, really stable. His vibe is very, like, you know, likes things to be cosy and safe and cruisy. And I'm, like, off in the fucking atmosphere with, like, big dreams all of the time. So the combo of us is beautiful. He makes me feel really safe. And I am able to, like, do all of the wild things that I do. So I think that's been really supportive. And I don't think I've always given that credit. I've just been like, yeah, I'm just a go-getter and I go do stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I think also because you feel really safe. That's why. Mm. Um, It's cool to see that combination in couples as well. Like I have a friend um, who's similar to you. Like she's like so such a big dreamer um and it's incredible like such a powerful thing to have but her husband is like so basically this is the joke she channeled his spirit animal she's uh, very uh, powerfully intuitive and his spirit animal is an oak tree 
<laughs> like animal. She's like, he's a tree. <laughs> like, like, is there anything more grounding and like than that? And like, he like brings her back from the stars, basically. Like, so it sounds really similar to you. And that's always so beautiful in a relationship, you know, because we we do need that polarity, whether we find it in ourselves or in a relationship. It's really cool to see. Yeah, I love that. And it's so good. And it's and like you said, it's such a beautiful thing. I feel like if you say it the wrong way, it can sound really funky. Like, you know, I'm always dragging him out of his comfort zone and he's always like dragging me back into safety or something, <laughs> but it's not. It's like such, yeah, like the most beautiful support I've ever felt in my life. So I really, yeah, love my relationship a lot. Um, I don't think we even got to like the businesses and everything. Yeah. Eventually. What led you, yeah. What led you into <laughs> wanting, cause your other business is a gym as well as you do coaching yeah. as well. What made you want to start that? I pretty random story in the beginning, way back when I was like 18, I was going to uni and stuff and I was, I love learning, but I just never, and I was always a really like book smart kind of person but it just never quite lit me up as in like what am I doing with any of this and I just met a, like a woman who was a personal trainer and I like had to work with her for a bit and she was just just the life that she was living I was like what you just like come and go as you please and you like have fun with all these clients like what is this life I did not work out at this time <laughs> I did not even exercise and I was like I'm going to be a personal trainer. <laughs> and so I ended up like going and studying that and becoming a personal trainer. And during that path, I like, I really loved all of it, right? Like I love talking to the people. I love supporting them. I definitely noticed really early in that journey that it was like, okay, like this is about exercise and nutrition. And then very quickly I was like, oh my gosh, this is all about mindset. This kind of has nothing to do with any of these other things. So I definitely fell down that path pretty quickly. And a lot of that real like I just saw kind of the worst of what people thought of themselves and that really hurt me. I was always like, oh, my God, like I just see the best in you. Like I can't believe you think that about yourself. So I really fell into that like empowering, loving the hell out of people sort of vibe early on. And then, yeah, I loved running my business and then eventually I opened the gym and, yeah, that was awesome. I've had the gym for seven years now, which has been wow. really cool. Just like such an expansive, delicious journey. And I realized through that journey that part of what I loved was not just like health and fitness. It was really that relationship with people and the mindset, but also business. Like I just love business. And so now as I'm doing the coaching as well, it's like I'm coaching a lot of business owners. I've obviously got all this business experience and yeah, I just love I love the freedom of business. I love the the confidence of business, the like the how obsessively and boldly you, you have to be to be a business owner. And I just think that's so cool. And I love seeing that come out of people. And, and I see that struggle of like, okay, yeah, I want to sell like my bracelets. And I'm like, well, you have to sell you to sell your bracelets. Mm. And people are like, ah, <laughs> And I love, I love pulling out that process of like, this is all your passion and values and who you are. And like, yeah, I feel like business is such a bold expression of yourself. And that's such a beautiful and absolutely terrifying thing. And I love it. <laughs> How did it go um, for so, you yeah. running a like brick and mortar? Was that intimidating? Cause you, you must've been like in your early twenties opening your brick and mortar business. Yeah. I opened the gym maybe when I was like 
24, 25, it was scary. And like I did, you know, I leaned on all of that masculine structure. I was very planned. I spoke to like everyone who owned a gym before I opened it. I like planned everything out. I got mentorship. I saved all my money. I like did everything to make myself feel really safe. And then looking back now, I'm still like, God, so bold, like so naively bold, (laughs) which I just love about, you know, young people. And I remember I think I ended up, I couldn't get a bank loan. Like no one would loan to me because they're like, this isn't a business yet. We're not just giving you money about this thing. We don't know what it is. So I did end up borrowing some money from my parents. My husband had to get a credit card. Like we had to get all this money together from random places. And, you know, my parents were so supportive, but I still remember them being like, a little bit nervous naturally they're like we're giving you this money but we don't know where this business is going we don't know if you have any of these skills and I remember being like so offended and now I look back and I'm like oh, like they had no idea what was going to happen to that money of course they were nervous but at the time I just had that like really relentless bold brave confidence for I don't know just out of nowhere sometimes I think <laughs> to just <laughs> to be like live. let's just go for it yeah how did it yeah. work? How was your first couple of years of business and like learning all the lessons of that? Yeah, it was honestly, I loved it so much because I was so relentless on like my vision. And I think I've always had that as I've gone through my businesses of what I want. And I opened the doors from day one being like, this is, I am not going to be that business owner that works like all day, every day like flat out 70 hours a week, never takes a holiday, like all that sort of stuff, because people are saying those sorts of things to me already. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yuck, no, 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 no. And I, for me, I was like, I already run a successful business where I have lots of freedom. I run my personal training business. I get to choose my hours. I get to go on holidays. I get to take care of these clients. I'm having a great time. I'm only doing this if this is going to be better for my community and better for me. So I was so relentless from the very beginning that I was like, that's where we're heading. And so that is where I make my decisions from. And so I was always like, okay, as soon as we can afford to, we hire people, we get more support. As soon as we can afford to, like I take holidays and not just as soon as I can afford to, but like that's planned into the schedule. Like this is the goal. As soon as we hit that goal, there's no like, oh, well, let's just do this first. It's like, nope, that's the rules. Like we're going on holiday. And I think it was like my second year in business. My husband and I went to America for like six weeks. And obviously I've worked in a few gyms before I got here and people were like, what the fuck? Like, how did you do that? And I was like, I just decided like that was what was going to happen and structured my world like that and yeah so I loved it those first few years of business I felt yeah like a total badass like I was just growing and hiring people and we're having a great time and I just felt like a real boss who'd like planned and organized and then trusted and like held the vision and everything was coming together and yeah I loved it and then COVID hit and then it was all (gasps) a pretty bad time for a bit (laughs) Oh my God, what happened in COVID, right? Oh man, that was rough. Like I didn't give it as much credit, I think, as I was trying to really hold that positivity through it and I didn't give it as much credit. But for us, like we were closed, I think for like three or four months and we're like a small CrossFit gym. So we're a subscription-based service. So for us to close for four months, we essentially like 
Like we could hold people's memberships, but most people are freaking out. So they're like, okay, let's cancel our memberships. Like totally we'll be back when it opens again. But anyone who was new, anyone who'd only been going for a little while, anyone who hadn't been showing up as much as they wanted to, like all those sort of people just like straight up canceled their membership, right? They weren't immersed in the community. They hadn't had the opportunity to really settle in yet. So I think pre-COVID we had like 110, 120 members and just after that four months, we were down to like 60. And so that's like half our membership. But to give that more context, every year we had built by about 20 or 30 memberships. So we had lost two or three years of work in that four months, which was like big. And I think even after that, the struggle was like, you know, we'd get shut down for like one week at a time, which from the outside, they're like, that's fine. It's just a week. You'll be fine. But the problem is like, okay, we lose our usual couple of memberships. And then the time that we would have signed up memberships, people are like, oh, I'm not signing up for a membership because I don't know. So that struggle kind of like was ongoing for a really long time. It was really yucky and really hard. And so in the beginning of it, I felt so strong where I was like, okay, we've done such a good job. We're in this beautiful position. We've got no debt. We've got this really strong team, all that sort of stuff. I wanted to keep all my staff as much as we could. We wanted to keep everyone feeling really normal. We did a great job transitioning. We went straight online and all that sort of stuff and really supported our members in between. Um, But I fell into that freeze response real hard through that time because it was like, I don't know if you were in Australia at that time, but for us in WA, like the premier was every single day he'd do this announcement on the TV about where we were at and what was happening and he'd announce a lockdown or whatever. So it was like every single day I'm just living in fight or flight, waiting for this announcement. I would like, my obsession was like, I need to hear it and I need to communicate with my clients before anything else. I don't want them hearing. I don't want them sitting there worrying, churning in their heads of what's happening, asking questions, getting confused and feeling like they're alone in that situation. I want to be like, okay, guys, this is what's happening. Here's the plan. So they could relax and not have like another thing to worry about. And so I didn't realize I was doing it to myself where I was just like in this state of like switching off my feelings, going into leadership, switching off my feelings, going into leadership. And we just did that for like months and months and months. And then I didn't realize I was like stuck there. And I just kept doing that for a really long time. And yeah, it was some pretty rough years of my life. Like those, those two, really yucky. I th- I think of all the gym, like in, in everywhere. I was in Vancouver for I was, in the beginning of it. I was in Bali. I lived. I was living in Bali till September 2020, and then I moved back to Canada. But in Canada, like it was it was confusing and hard as well. And like I was at a, I was going to F45 at the time, and. I, I just recently started F45. Again, the last time I had gone there, it was in the pandemic and everyone's like working out in a square. Like there's literally like tape on the ground and it's like, you must stay in this square. And then the rules were like so weird, right? Cause it's like, you must wear the mask until you step into the square. And then when you're in the square, you can take off your mask. And it was just like so bizarre. And I felt, I really felt for all the business owners because, you know, I was working online at the time, but I'm like, I, can only imagine that would have been the biggest challenge for your mindset and your like regulating your own emotions. How did you navigate that? Like externally you were like leading, but, or did you even navigate it or did you realize like after the fact? 
I think I realized after the fact that it was like, I wasn't really navigating it at all. I was like, okay, put your feelings away, do the leadership thing, which is something I've done a lot in my life and I've been able to do and it can be like a really helpful tool, right? But you have to come back to the feelings. You have to be like, not right this second with the feelings, but later when this situation's passed, like let's let that process. And because it was just so ongoing, like I just put my feelings away, put my feelings away, put my feelings away. And then kind of, also like got that little bit tricked where it was like, okay, I've been in this like a little bit of freeze for so long that I didn't feel the feelings. And then, you know, I just had that cool like underlying anxiety that you get when you're not dealing with your feelings. And yeah, it wasn't, uh, I had like such a really big like spiritual awakening kind of vibe happen for me like all through 2021 because 2021, we got married at the beginning of the year. We got pregnant literally in one second (laughs) I we were stoked about it I had a miscarriage and it was still in that time where it was like I was having a really hard time and I almost yeah I just like it all hit me so hard during that time and I just was really lost and then I was trying to get the control back right I was like okay so we got pregnant so fast and so easy so we're going to get pregnant real fast and easy again and then I'm we're trying to get pregnant, trying to get pregnant, trying to get pregnant. It took us like nine months and they were just like the longest nine months of my life. And looking back now, I'm like, yeah, dude, like you weren't ready. You were like just trying to control this situation so hard. And like, you really needed to let all this processing, all these feelings actually come out of you. And I just realized I was like in this combo of either really trying to outsource my responsibility and outsource, like that's what was happening in the business. I was like outsourcing my responsibility And in my home life, in this like pregnancy journey, I was trying to really control it, but make it like outside of me. I'm like looking at the stats and looking at, Mm -hmm. you know, how pregnancy works and things like that and making it really like a, yeah, trying to make it a control thing. And when I really, yeah, I ended up doing, um, I did the Manifestation Babe Academy program through Mm -hmm. 2021 and it like, it was so beautiful, but it just like tore me apart and rebuilt me as these things do. And it was really like, yeah, this really big realization that just all of my identity had been really pulled apart. Like I'd always been this really confident person. I loved my body. I was like so proud of what I did in business. I was so sure that I could always achieve and overcome anything. And then it's like, okay, and now your business is shit. And no matter how hard you try, you can't get it back on track. And okay, like your body's not doing what your body's supposed to do and you can't get it back on track. And it was like, I'm like still emotional about it. It It's just so heavy. And I had to really go through this, like almost for me, it was like this rage process of like, I needed to let myself be so angry and sad about that of like, why the fuck? Like, why is this happening? Why is it so hard? Um, And then that really transformed into like what, what those underlying beliefs were and where my my mind was going with that because I was just slapping on that like positivity and that like everything's fine it's going to move forward it's going to go okay and it was like you're not you don't trust your body anymore you don't trust yourself you don't trust yourself in business that's why you're outsourcing everything I was paying like thousands and thousands of dollars for people to run ads and stuff for my um, business because I wanted it to be their fault that it was failing Mm -hmm. instead of mine and I'm like 
not trusting my body and not being in my body through this like pregnancy journey at all. I'm just like being in Google and being like trying to like in my pregnancy tests and stuff like that. And there just was no, like no presence. I wasn't in my body. I was really in this free state, really in this like not, no self-trust state. And it was really hard to accept that because it was something that I felt was so, so who I was all that time. And then, yeah, I went through that journey and it's been ongoing forever since then. Like that is the thing at the forefront of my mind every day still is like self-trust is leaning into who I am and trusting who I am and listening to my feelings and loving myself enough to honor where I'm at and give myself that process. And yeah, so that was very yucky, but yeah, I really took back a lot of control after that. I like, you know, like cut some tires, like rip the bandaid off was like, we're not having any more like marketing. You have to do this yourself. You have to be in your business. You have to face these conflicts. You have to have these conversations with your staff. Um, I finally, such a beautiful story. So I'll tell it. (coughs) I had a um, like vision boarding night with my cousins. And this was like literally at this time where I'd finally been like, I just released the timeline. Like I just trust my baby is coming. When my baby is coming, this journey is obviously so important for me to go through. Like, of course, I've been gifted this time to go through this process and feel like my whole self again before I get pregnant. And I had this vision boarding night with my cousins and I put um, trust on my vision board as my word of the year. And I literally like, it was like that, that day that I just released this, like, I'm actually good. I'm actually fine. I actually like don't even care to do another fucking pregnancy test in my life. Like I just trust that it's happening in its own time. And I felt so peaceful and so happy and just back to like, I get to be happy even while my business is rebirthing, even while my baby's on the way, like, and I just got to get back to really enjoying life. And I swear to you that same week we had that vision boarding night a few days later, I was in my shower and like, I was just really feeling this beautiful, like trust, surrender, whatever. My husband and I had just had sex and I was in the shower and we, these like rainbows came like through the shower, like through the glass, whatever. And like went across my feet. And I was like, I didn't think pregnancy at the time. All I thought was like, this is the universe telling me like, this is the path, like surrender, trust. Mm. We've got you. This is exactly what's meant to be happening. I'm like bawling my eyes out, like messaging my cousins, telling my husband, he's like, cool rainbows. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a yeah. sign. It's such a big yeah. deal. <laughs> and literally like, you know, it would have been like two weeks later that I got this positive pregnancy test. And I think it was wow. actually, now I look back and I'm like, surely, like, I can't, I don't, I'm never going to know, but surely that was the fucking day that I got pregnant right there. And then, and that was like, yeah, that was just massive. I've never had a sign like that so clearly in my life. And it was, it was just so clearly, like I, I made that decision to let go. I was finally in truly in those feelings, embodied in those feelings of like, I trust, I surrender. I love my life right now. Mm-hmm. And I'd love myself right now. Mm-hmm. And it's all going to come together when it comes together, because that's mm-hmm. my perfect timeline. And then it was like, boom, you're ready. And that was that was Remy. And then Remy came two weeks later, right? <laughs> that, that was, was... Remy. <laughs> yeah. What a beautiful story. And I think it's such a, 
good fucking reminder because oh my gosh like I even need that reminder I think because it's like on the journey we can get caught up right like I think um Mm -hmm. I was hearing I heard this good old Steve Harvey the motivational talks I don't know do you know who Steve Harvey is he's like uh (laughs) yeah okay he he, there's a lot of he's really going around the internet he has some really inspirational talks I was re-listening to him this morning um and he was talking about the story of how somebody wants to make him be a millionaire and then the, and they're making $20,000 a year. And then the next year they make $50,000 a year, but they're like disappointed because they want to be a millionaire. And then the next year they make $150,000 for the year, but they're disappointed because they want to be a millionaire. And it was like such a fucking check for myself uh, because <laughs> I think that the the shadow side of being a big dreamer and a high achiever and all that stuff is like, you're always looking forward at the next step. And you're like, okay, cool. Mm. Like how, who, how can I help more? How can I create more? How can I impact more? How can I, you know, reach more people? And then you're like, you sometimes forget of like, this is literally what I've been, I have dreamt of in the past, you know? And I think no matter who you are on the journey, we can all get caught up in that point. And I think that was a like check for me. Cause like there I'm getting married in three months and I have like retreats happening and like so many things are really good. And then, but my mind is like, now I have to plan out 2024. And like, I'm thinking about all the stuff and I'm like, no, no, no. I think that was like a good story. A good reminder for me, Phoebes, Cause I'm like, come back to this moment. Like this is so precious, you know? And I think that yeah. um, we can get caught up in it all. Mm. And like, you know, I, I love it so much. I love the big dreams and I love being in the future and I love seeing the vision so much. But, yeah, it's so beautiful to really, like, that's something I, I really want to build in everyone and help them see, like, just how beautiful today gets to be. And it doesn't have to be anything special. And it's always so funny to come back to and realise, you know, I'm dreaming about being, like, a millionaire and we're travelling the world every day of our lives and, and like, <laughs> providing these massive parties to our families and blah 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 and then sometimes I'm just like playing with my baby and I go for a walk in the sun and I'm like best day ever oh my gosh I can't believe can you believe we get to be alive (laughs) and I'm like actually does all these things matter and like I think ambition matters and passion matters and like dreaming matters so I do think it all matters but it's like you know just to remember that the point is also the feelings. It's not the stuff, right? It's that feeling of being so free. It's that feeling of just being so present and loving your life right here and now. And like, we, we get to have that every day and like all those little mm-hmm. moments and it actually doesn't need these huge things to make that happen. And we should still gun for them. So that's super fun. But in the meantime, yeah, celebrate all those beautiful moments. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In your pregnancy, did you ever have any like, I, and I know you did a lot of healing work before that. Did you, did you ever have any like worries or trepidations or fears being badass, big dreamer, business owner and becoming a mom? Mm-hmm. Gosh, I loved my pregnancy so much. I think because I'd done so much of that work to really like surrender and trust so much. I, you know, it's super common for women to have miscarriages and then freak out your whole next pregnancy, right? And I thought that would kind of be what it was like. And I was just a little bit like shocked and super proud of myself and just loved the journey that I was on that, you know, even in that first pregnancy, I was like, 
fuck, I was on like the 50th page of Google, I swear to you. I'd read everything, <laughs> tried to understand everything, control everything, you know, and and all through those like that time of trying to get pregnant and everything. And it's like because I'd done that, I'd had that click of like surrender, trust, like just let it go. It's meant to happen. I went into my pregnancy like that and I feel like I just, you know, I still Googled, but I was like one or two pages of Google. I wasn't so crazy, but I just felt so much more relaxed and so trusting. And I think because I'd just gone through that process, it was like, well, obviously this is the time and this is what's meant to happen. And this is how we're meant to grow. And I think thinking back to like what we just talked about when the gym opened, I just had that same relentless vision of like the point of all of this is to feel free and be able to be present with my baby and be able to grow my business and, you know, like follow my passions and all that sort of stuff. So I trust myself to figure that out. And, you know, it's been a long and continuous story of my life, just that other people's stories and other people's experiences are not my experience. Like people Mm. tell you all the worst things, especially around parenting, like people are having a hard time. So bless their hearts. They're having a hard time. They project that hard time onto everyone. Like you can't do this anymore. You're not going to be able to do this. Like, you know, people literally ask like, so what are you going to do about your business? Like, are you going to shut it down or take a year off or sell it or whatever? I'm like, you know, like, no, (laughs) I'm going to figure out my own way of doing that. And, and that also comes with like, you know, that skill of being able to really regulate yourself and trust and surrender and not, not take everything so personally. I think the hardest thing in parenting is there are so many opinions and there's so much projection of other people's pain and guilt and lack of sleep and whatever else. And if you take every single one of those on personally, like you will be an anxious mess. And if you try and follow all the rules of sleep and food and whatever else, like you will be an anxious mess. And I just don't, I just like really trust myself. I really trust my baby. I really like trust myself in my business. I've always had that vision of like, you know, always the vision of my businesses has been me not working that often and succeeding. So like, why would I want to be trying to work six Mm -hmm. days a week with a baby? Like that's not where we're heading anyway. So let me try and make it work the way I want it to look. And so from the beginning, it's been like, okay, I only work this amount of time. The other days of a baby hasn't always been so perfectly clear cut and beautiful, but I just let that be and work with it or be like, okay, this isn't really working for me this week. Like, how do we make the change? But just not taking it so personally, I think as parents, if you haven't built those tools and that skill set to kind of battle and process that guilt and keep it away, or not keep it away, but just not have it because you don't feel that about yourself. Like, you know, if I on Remy day end up doing a bunch of work and get carried away, I'll be like, oh, that's not who I wanted to be. And that's not how I wanted the day to go. So let me reassess and do differently tomorrow. But it's not like I'm a shit mom and like everything's falling apart and I've totally ignored my kid today. And now we all feel yucky. And now she has a mom that just feels yucky and guilty the rest of the time because I've done that. I've had those days and I'm like a weird, clingy, obsessive mom and it's gross. And I see myself and I'm like, calm down. You're being freaky. You're going to freak your poor child out. So I'm like, okay, this is a you, this is a you feeling to process. But yeah, I think I feel very regulated and I feel like I've got those tools when I don't feel regulated and Mm. when things aren't working for me to make that adaptation and 
And I kind of love it. Like I just love the challenge. I love, and I love proving that it can be done. You know, I love so many people out there are like, oh, it's so hard to run business and have baby or so hard to have a career and have a baby or hard to even just be happy and present and with your kids all the time because kids are hard. And I'm like, nah, dude, I just love it. I love every single day. I love all the mess. I love the ups and the downs. And I love figuring out the communication with my partner. And I love trying to figure out how the heck we balance all these businesses and baby and make it all work and everyone have a good time. Like that's the coolest challenge slash achievement of my Mm. life so far, probably. I love hearing people reframe parenting beliefs, especially like with um, women that are like people that are entrepreneurs, because it just is so like, I, I, my I, I my family are entrepreneurs but it's all the men like there's no female entrepreneurs in my family and so like there's very traditional female roles in my family which is not a bad thing at all um but I haven't had any of that proof in my like physical reality of that and so like I see people like you and like other expanders where I'm like oh, okay like I can have both right because I think you know uh, I'm not pregnant, not planning to be yet, um, <laughs> but want to obviously. And in the coming years, and I think I've been like doing this, like research in my mind and finding expanders in my mind that are showing me that it's possible because like, I love what I do. And I have this like fear that I'm going to like, have to like give it all away if I have a tiny human. Mm. Um, and, and it's just, there's so much I think confusing conversation around there for like female entrepreneurs that like want to have both. It's like, oh, well, you know, you can't be a great mom and be an entrepreneur. And, but it's like, I just don't want to choose any of those people's beliefs, you know? And But sometimes you yeah. need people like real life human beings. Like it's one thing if it's a fucking mantra on Instagram, but it's another thing if someone's living it, you know <laughs> what I mean? And that's actually helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a, like such good advice generally. Like if you want something and everyone in your circle is telling you, you can't have it, like go and find the evidence somewhere else, go and find the people who are doing that to make yourself feel comfortable. And for me, something I struggled with more was I was like, I'm so passionate about business. I have all these big dreams. I've known forever that I'm going to be a mom. And like, I love kids so much. I was a little bit worried that I was going to become a mom and all I'd want to do is mom. And I actually wouldn't want to do business at all. And I really had to create that, that space for myself and that permission for myself to be like, like, if you don't want to, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of all your life is for you to just choose what you want. So if you don't want to do that, that's fine. And like, you know, I had all those big goals and dreams of like, yeah, we're going to like travel everywhere with our babies and like do all this stuff. And I was like, but also if I just want to be at home with my babies, that's what I want to do. So that's perfect. Like that's okay too. And like, I needed that permission for myself, I think, because I was the same where part of it was those beliefs from other people of you can't. And part of it was like, what if I don't want to, or what if I'm telling everyone that was probably why, yeah. what if I'm telling everyone it can be done and I'm going to do it. And then I get there and I actually just want to be a mom and be on the couch for the next two years, like cuddling mm. my kids. <laughs> mm. Mm. It's, but it's, it's funny how we just really need to give ourselves permission ultimately. Right. Um, 
And mm, that, there's so much yes. power in that. I say that to my clients. It's like, I give you, sometimes we just need to feel that like someone gives us permission. Like I give you permission to like follow this path or not follow this path. I give you permission to like take care of yourself. But like, sometimes we need to give that to ourselves, you know? Yes. I think, yeah, the power of choice is so powerful. I had like a client the other day and she was feeling so stuck and she's trying to finish this degree and she like deeply didn't want to. And then it was like, I gave her the permission. I was like, if you just know that it's not for you, like you can just not, you can just not do it. And she came back the next week and she was like, I've actually chosen to do it, but I feel so much better because I've, the choice is back in my court. Like the ball's back in my court. I get to choose to do this because I want to, rather than it being like, I I have to, and I'm stuck here and I have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. I'd love to know how you got in when you got into the coaching side and what that journey looked like and what inspired you to do that. You're like, I'm running a business, doing amazing. Let's do something else and have a baby. Like when did all that come into play? (laughs) Everything at once. Oh, the like the desire and everything has been there for so long. And I actually have had like a, a while back when my business was going well and I was having fun and like had a bit more space in my life, I started doing some business coaching. Um, but it was like it was lacking, right? Because I was focusing on the business strategy and not as much of the mindset and it just didn't quite click for me. So I didn't end up sticking with it. But now, yeah, I'd just really gone through this natural transition with all my clients in the gym where I was really leading more of the mindset side and things like that. I'm really loving it. And then I actually wrote my book all through my pregnancy. Oh, cool. Um, and that was kind of like my, it was the outlet that I was letting myself have in that route, in that space, because I was trying to really create space for myself. I was so keen to start this business and start all the coaching, but I was like, you've set everything up in your life to have all this beautiful space where the baby comes that you actually don't have to do any work. You get to just see how you feel. And like, of course, you're probably going to do work because that's who you are. But I just wanted to have all this space, nothing like urgently on my plate, you know, not building a new business from like the day my baby gets here kind of thing. So I was like, you're so close. Just write your book now. And then, you know, when baby gets here, you know how you feel, you know, when you're ready, like we'll start the actual coaching stuff then. So that kind of happened. Yeah. I like launched the book pretty much a couple of months after baby got here. And what's your book yeah, I was called? just feeling so like excited. the best life Bible. Love that. Yeah. It's, it's a cute, cute little, cute little weekend read. It's very like, yeah, positive and uplifting and got lots of my little stories in there to help people take on some different mindsets like yeah it was really fun to write and like a beautiful combination of like putting all my lessons together while I was pregnant and I really wanted to launch it at that time like pre-mom because I was like I know I'm going to change I know I'm going to grow I know I'm going to have different opinions and I actually don't want to do that thing to myself where I feel like I have to go back and change all of my opinions. I want to launch it now and boldly be like, this is who I am at 30 years old. These are my thoughts. And then, you know, maybe in 10 years when I've learned more things, go back and be like, I was wrong. We have grown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's so fun. But yeah, it's been, and it's all just, yeah, unfolded so quickly. It's really funny. Um, You're into this. So my I have an undefined throat center in human design and my baby is a manifester so like 
we're just like this combo of being around her all the time is like giving my throat center energy and just giving me all this manifesting energy and it's just so fun like and it's so funny to see how quickly and how expansive this whole journey has been and I truly believe like babies are so expansive and I think this is the thing that's not talked about like we always talk about having kids as being so limiting Mm. and I think if you are a big dreamer and everything or you are a big provider in your family and all that sort of stuff like the energy you will have to take your life and create this beautiful life when you have a baby will be off the chain Mm. (laughs) that's so refreshing to hear <laughs> and and I understand that like my, not maybe like you know, my one of my good girlfriends just had a baby like a month ago and she's like in like challenging breastfeeding and lack of sleeping and uh, you know there are those realities which I think is like also good to have that understanding and recognize for all the incredible moms and humans out there that raise little humans um but it's I've been hearing that conversation more and more, like you do have more energy and you do just make it work. And it is really inspiring for myself um, and using all my like podcasts and expanders. Um, I'd love to know what has having like a tiny little human with you all the time helped you in your own personal growth journey, your lessons of since becoming a mom. Oh my gosh, so much. It's so like, it's fun to see to just give so much space to her journey, you know, and like the way that she's learning and the way that she's navigating the world and really honoring that. And it makes you really reflect back on like, where am I honoring that for myself or maybe not honoring that for myself. And, you know, when she just has big feelings or she's crying or whatever, and you're like, gosh, she just like, all she needs is some love. She doesn't need you to fix it. And like, that's probably my, my classic go-to is like when something's hard, I'll be like, okay, what are we going to do about it? And go into that fix it mode instead of like giving, just letting the feelings have some space. So I love seeing that in her and honoring that in her. So it makes you be like, okay, let me, let me give a little bit more of that love to myself and a little bit more of that space to myself. But it's also like so expensive in your relationship. I think my husband and I, are both really beautifully intuitive and it's kind of like we ran our whole relationship on just like reading each other's minds and it was like delicious right up until we had a baby and now we're not like spending as much time as close so we don't have that intuitive whatever that communication was and we actually have to verbally use our words a lot more often so that's been like a lot of a lot of growing for us um which is good and healthy and like yeah I'm grateful for all of that very very fun very expensive what does the vision big vision best life Phoebe, look like for the next like 10 years from this point like it can change permission to change obviously yeah 10 years is a long time no and i or five we can say five (laughs) i mean i always yeah i hold that permission of like we'll change we'll find different things and it's it's cool i definitely i'm really excited to move into like these next phases of just like i'm having so much fun in my group coaching as well as like i love working one-to-one you just see so much magic happen in people but the whole time i'm working one-to-one i'm also like oh my god like can people see how good this is like what's happening for you and the change that's happening so when you work in group programs it's like you get to see and be expanded by what's happening for everyone else which is so beautiful as well so Mm -hmm. 
I am all about like simple business and I'm really quite excited to be starting in a new business. You know, I mean, we've been doing it for a while, but starting this new business fresh and getting this opportunity to simplify and hopefully try and keep the team a little bit smaller because team has been probably the harder parts of my journey. Like love all of my team all of the time, but I just love being in my own space and doing Mm -hmm. my, you know, focusing on what's happening for me, building more of a team that takes care of me rather than a team that I take care of. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just more like focusing on my group programs, really making my best life blueprint, which is my like group program for life, not necessarily business, but of course it impacts business, just like the best that I can make it. I'm just really obsessed with making that the best that I can. And then I'm launching something more specific to business owners next year, which I have not announced yet. Um, And same, just making those two things like as good as I can and as beautiful as I can and hopefully just expanding them and expanding them and letting them reach as many people as I can and really like just keep spreading all the delicious best life to everyone. That's Mm. the plan. And I love that you embody it too, you know what I mean? Like, which is so important. Of course you embody it, but like some people don't, you know, you're like literally, (laughs) like you're literally embodying it, which is so powerful for all the people listening. So definitely go and follow Phoebs because she's like a ray of light and I love it. Um, (laughs) Is there anything else you want to share before we wrap up today? I think I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah for the nice deep expansive chat so nice I don't know if it was you it was someone else in our mastermind the other day posted something about like entrepreneurship and stuff it can be a little bit lonely and being that really big dreamer can be a little bit lonely sometimes because you're like trying to not overwhelm everyone around you or freak them out sometimes so it's just so nice when you yeah get to have those really good chats with people who get it yeah and And care about the growth, you know, the growth is so much fun. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I like, this is my vision for life, but like my short to like, I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm doing on the weekend or like, you you know what I mean? Like my big vision (laughs) is so big that sometimes like my like personal life, I'm like, oh, 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 right, 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 right. Like there's like in between. So it's like good to be around and have conversations (laughs) with people that, that get it. So how can people find you, um, follow you and be in best life? blueprint get your best life bible book and all the things um please come and find me on instagram that's where i hang out most of the time best life bb p-h-o-e-b-e-e she's a bit of a pain to spell so that's why we start with best life it makes it a bit easier and yes the blueprint is launching again next year but i have a couple of one-to-one spaces um just dm me tell me your big dreams i would love to hear about them and yeah see how we can how we can make them all happen love it thank you so much phoebe and thank you to everyone for listening go have a follow and i hope you guys have a beautiful day welcome to the other side beautiful souls i so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me my intention with this podcast is to uplift love on and inspire you and align my actions with this intention but as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development take what feels good for you and leave the rest As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. 
No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time.